Joining us now, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, a vocal Trump critic who has endorsed Nikki Haley for president. Governor, thanks so much for joining us. First of all, do you condemn what we just heard from Trump in your own state that immigrants are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country, seemingly echoing Adolf Hitler and white supremacists? It's awful. It's absolutely awful. But unfortunately, with Donald Trump, it shouldn't be surprising. And there's a couple of reasons he's doing he's doing it. He knows that Nikki is gaining on him, especially here in New Hampshire. He wants to spur up that that negative, evil rhetoric to kind of get his extremists of his base to make sure that they're not leaving him because a lot of his other voters are likely to move from him in the next couple of weeks. But most importantly, what he's doing is he wants he wants to uh, hopefully not let folks ask him the question of, hey, why didn't you secure the border like you promised you'd do? He's almost acting like he wasn't president. Right. Remember, he said he was going to build the wall and make Mexico pay for it and secure the border and all that. He didn't do any of it. And now we have this crisis coming into our country, which most Republicans and most folks across the country want that border secure. So he's going to spur up the rhetoric because he's not taking questions, not answering anything, not getting on the debate stage. And he wants to make sure that that base was, is, is with him. It's an awful way to do it. Um, it's, it speaks more to him and his character and the problems you're going to have if he were elected again. And which is why Nikki, that type of stuff is why Nikki Haley is surging here in New Hampshire. I think she's going to be surging in Iowa. It's not a 40 point race. It's a 15 point race. And I think uh, pretty soon you're going to see it's about a two-point race and a real toss-up between Haley and Trump going forward. We shall see. Uh, you've endorsed Nikki Haley, uh, who so far, Governor, as you know, has not denounced Trump's authoritarian and very hateful rhetoric. This should be simple to condemn. So why hasn't she? Well, look, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Nikki other than to say when she's out there, she talks about the former president. She talks that this is the time to move on. There's no there's no place for that. But I think she does a good job of making sure that she's not just saying elect me for president because we don't like that guy. Elect me because of that rhetoric. She's putting her resume, her her background, her experience and most importantly, what she's going to bring. She She's a former governor. So it's not just about political points and policy. It's about actually achieving something, accountability, how you manage the government, how you manage getting things done, how you work with Congress. And again, that type of message is really resonating with folks. They don't want to live in the past here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is always a forward looking state, which is why she's doing so well. But, but don't you think she should denounce Trump's hateful rhetoric? Well, look, I, I, th I think she's been pretty hard on him. I, I do. I, again, I think everybody's waiting for every candidate to go nuclear, kind of like Chris Christie does. And Chris has done a great job of that. I think I'm out there doing it. But, you know, not everyone's going to have their, the exact same style. The, their, folks say, well, you're too too much pro-Trump and you don't go hard on them enough. Other folks say, oh, you're too anti-Trump and why can't you like him more? So she's right where she needs to be as a candidate, which is talking about the future. So no, I, if, if, if I thought she was doing it wrong, if I thought it wasn't resonating with folks, I'd be the first to say it. But her style, her approach, uh, her background and likability is what's really connecting with folks. Here. As you point out, uh, Governor, in that CBS uh, poll, Nikki Haley is surging to second place in your state of New Hampshire. What do you think it would take for her to close that gap? Well, a couple of things. I think you're going to see a lot of, I mean, I think Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis have run good races. They're great candidates, but you're going to see a lot of those folks start, start moving this way. New Hampshire wants to make sure that we're the state that doesn't live in the past. You're going to see a lot of those voters come this way, uh, whether they get out of the race or not, that's really up to them, but their voters are going to move. And even Trump voters, the number one reason why Trump voters say they're going to vote for Trump is, well, he, he's going to win anyway. So I guess we'll just vote for him. See, folks think it's inevitable. So when we get out of kind 
kind of break that mindset of it's inevitable, that there is somebody here that's going to challenge him, that can hit the reset button on the whole campaign across the whole country. That gets people excited. You'll have a lot of undeclared voters coming out, a lot of the hardcore base coming out for a new version of the conservative leadership, a new generation. That gets people excited. So it's just about working the process as folks are making up their minds. And that's what the next five weeks are. They're really starting to make up their minds, whether it's over, uh, you know, the holidays with family or, or interacting with coworkers or just coming out to see Nikki Haley one on one at one of her town halls. They've yeah, been this, tremendous and, and it's making waves. This clearly is a critical moment in this entire election cycle. Governor Kristen Unu, thank you so much for joining us. You bet. All right, let's get some more on all of this with our political experts. And Gloria, let me start with you. What was your analysis of what we just heard from Governor Well, Sam? he's a cheerleader. He's a great cheerleader <laughs> for, for Nikki Haley. And I think he made some, some good points, which is about the inevitability of Donald Trump. Lots of voters believe that, well, maybe I'll vote for him because he's going to win anyway. And I think he has the best chance of beating Joe Biden. And polls have shown that may not be the case, uh, that he's not inevitable that Nikki Haley is moving up. And if they have a good reason to leave Donald Trump, maybe they'll do it. Now, this is the rosy picture that he paints. But I think he also made another interesting point, which is about Donald Trump's behavior. Yes, as you point out, Nikki Haley is not attacking Donald Trump the way, for example, he did. But the point that he made is that Donald Trump is acting like he wasn't president before. And that, you know, problems at the border didn't exist when he was president, that he didn't build the wall. And those are the things that Nikki Haley is talking about, about the debt and how it went up during the Trump presidency. Those are things she is talking about. And so, you know, she's positioning herself, particularly New Hampshire, where independent voters vote uh, in the primary as the alternative. And she's positioning herself as somebody who can beat uh, Joe Biden. Alice, uh, t tell us why uh, Trump's extreme extremist rhetoric is not uh, generating much more, so, you know, much more condemnation from so many in the Republican Party. Look, when you talk privately with Republicans, they absolutely condemn that the conversation, the di the dialogue, the divisive rhetoric, and these comments that he's made recently with regard to immigrants and poisoning the blood of this country. That's disgusting and despicable. And they will tell you that many who are supportive of him publicly won't do so forcefully simply because they don't want to face the backlash of him or his supporters. But I can tell you, as, as Governor Sununu just said, that kind of rhetoric, uh, basically parroting, as, as many have said, parroting the words of Hitler from Mein Kampf, uh, that is wrong, and it should not happen. And what it does, it really takes away from the real conversation that Republicans need to be having about immigration, talking about Republicans actually do support legal immigration, talking about what we can do to stop the flow of, of illegal immigrants into this country. We're seeing record numbers. Stop the flow of fentanyl into this country, as well as human trafficking. These are serious problems with immigration, and we should be talking about and not these stupid comments. Well, it's Americans who are bringing fentanyl in in higher numbers, but the point is because Republicans won't denounce these comments and that keeps Donald Trump as the person controlling the Republican Party. So this is tolerated. And I want to point something out about this poisoning the blood rhetoric. And it's something I feel very strongly about. He's not just talking about immigrants. I'm biracial. My, you know, parts of my family said that my parents' union was poisoning the blood of white people, that that's what I am. I am poison. So when he says that, remember that our generation, the under 30, 
it's a very biracial generation. So he's actually saying to young people, you're poison. And I do think when we get to the general election and if it, believing that it is Trump and Biden, that is what Joe Biden is talking about when he talks about the soul of the country. And that, when we're having that conversation, that is a very different conversation than what's happening right now in the Republican primary, where there will be somebody who will speak up and speak out and say, what you said was disgusting, and you're insulting many generations of American citizens, as well as immigrants. You know, that's, that's, you, you, it does uh, hit young people, more of whom are biracial. And then the question is, why is Donald Trump doing so well with younger voters and Joe Biden is losing younger voters? That's a, that's a job for the campaign, obviously, mm -hmm. but they got to figure that one out. Yeah, that's interesting. And Nikki, speaking about young and older, Nikki Haley uh, launched a new ad going directly at Biden's age, renewing her calls for term limits and mental competency tests. Listen to this. I'll just say it. Biden's too old and Congress is the most exclusive nursing home in America. Washington keeps failing because politicians from yesterday can't lead us into tomorrow. We have to leave behind the chaos and drama of the past with a new generation and a new conservative president. A very subtle reference to Donald Trump in there as well. The chaos and drama. Yeah, yeah that's what she, instead of saying Trump, she says chaos and drama. And you know, Trump is only, what, three years? Three yeah. years younger than Joe Biden, and um, she's saying Joe Biden is too old and just hinting at Donald Trump. Why not come out and say it? I mean, you know, there have been questions raised about Donald Trump's age lately as well. But, you know, again, it goes back to the point that you were making with Chris Sununu, which is she'll attack Trump frontally on some things. But on other things, she, she uses chaos and drama. Well, well because it, there's a fear of the Trump base, right? I mean, right. because she knows that the way to get the Republican nomination is those folks that are saying they're open to someone else and maybe peel off a few of the Trump voters, but you can't make them angry by having such a strong frontal assault. The, the argument that she's making about age and mental competency tests and chaos and confusion, Clearly, the campaign has uh, tested that. She's talked about that on the debate stage. She has talked about that out on the trail, and she has talked about that in many interviews. And she understands clearly this message is working. People want to see someone younger. People want to see someone with less drama. And we are in our own CNN poll, people are concerned about not just President Biden, but Donald Trump's stamina to be a president yet again, and that's something that clearly is resonating. And when you think about age, I mean, think about what Joe Biden has been spending his time doing. Congress said, we want Joe Biden to get engaged in these talks we're having, because when he gets engaged, we get a deal, right? He's been on the phone helping to get our get hostages home. So with Donald Trump, is that who we want having that conversation? I don't think so. 